0: Welcome to Come Follow Me with Free, episode 19, Fall on Your Knees. So this week we're talking about Moroni, chapter 10, the last chapter in the Book of Mormon. And today as we talk about this chapter, I want to parallel it and talk about the lyrics of the song, O Holy Night. Like many of you, I'm sure it's my favorite Christmas song. And to me, it's just the perfect amount of amazement and love. I have sung it in church since I was young more times than I can count. Sometimes maybe better than others as I have declined in skill over the years. (laughs) And my husband and kids have heard me play and sing it more times than any other song that I ever play. So hopefully they're not sick of me yet. Um, I think I sang it 10 times yesterday, so... They might be sick of me. We'll see. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to ask you to go listen to your favorite version of Oh Holy Night. If you don't have one, my one of my favorite versions is David Archuleta. I really wanted to add it at the end, but it's just my favorite song, and I am not an amazing pianist. And to record it in my little cramped piano area, it just doesn't sound great. And so I think... It will be better if you just go and listen to it. So commit to that before you listen. You, at the very end, I want you to go listen to O Holy Night. Okay, as Moroni addresses us for the last time, the very first thing on his mind is in verse 3. Behold, I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things, if it be wisdom in God that ye should read them, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam, even down until the time that ye shall receive these things, and ponder it in your hearts. Gratitude. The very first thing on his mind is gratitude. And I know that Thanksgiving is the gratitude holiday, but really, I think of Christmas as a gratitude holiday as well. To me, gratitude is what it's all about. That our Father in Heaven sent His Son to earth to condescend, to be born and live a mortal life, to live and to die for us. And that night, that night that we're celebrating, is the night that that merciful act began. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine, the night that Christ was born. We all rely on Him to save us from our sin and our error. We have all felt the sting of making mistakes and being disappointed in ourselves. We have all been discouraged at our lack of improvement, despite the best of our intentions. We have all felt the unhappiness that sin brings to us. And it says in that verse, Long lay the world in sin and error pining. I looked up the definition of pining and it means to suffer a mental and physical decline, especially because of a broken heart. Have you ever felt that kind of a broken heart? The broken heart that comes from realizing that you have offended God and injured your spirit and hurt those around you? I want you to think about something. What if Christ had never been born? What if there was no hope for us? That everything Satan tries to tell us is true. That we are lost. That we are hopeless. That we are worthless. That we are beyond repair. What if? But he was. He was born. He appeared in a dirty, humble stable without any grand attention from the world, quietly and beautifully came to all of us and because he came because he was born and lived and died for each of us we can begin to understand our worth to god because he knows each of us intimately we can feel the love that he has for each of us so when we feel like the world has has beaten us down and like we can't keep going we can cling to that hope and find reason to rejoice because we can start over because he was born We can start over and be clean and whole. Think of that phrase in the song, For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. The day he was born was the beginning of a life that would make it so that we can repent and progress and have joy. And because of all of that, we must fall on our knees in gratitude for the tender mercy of his Son, our Savior. We must remember how merciful the Lord has been unto us, giving us the gift of His Son. And because of that beautiful gift, we always, 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 always have reason to hope. Now, I know that some of you, especially those who know me, might be thinking, Brianne, you really... Don't have a whole lot of room to talk. What have you experienced that is so hard? And I've experienced some hard things in my life, but I wouldn't say that I've experienced the really deep, really hard, really devastating trials. And I'll totally acknowledge that. I totally agree. I don't know what those of you who really have experienced those kinds of feelings I don't, I can't totally relate to that. But the reason I can say it, the reason I can say that there is always hope, but the reason that I know that even though I haven't experienced it is because he has and he tells you that there is always hope. And so I know it is true. The next verse says this, verse four. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that ye should ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if ye shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you, by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost ye may know the truth of all things. Ye may know the truth of all things when you have a sincere heart real intent and faith in christ ye may know the truth of all things and although i know that and i've heard that my whole life i've always struggled with believing in myself when i pray for these things i have doubt that creeps in whispering to me but is your heart really sincere is your intent real do i have enough faith in christ and you know when i when i say that out loud I hear an answer in my own head, and what it's saying is, if I care enough to be worried about it, that's a pretty strong indicator that I do have those things. You know how it says, this is kind of applying to relationships, but people say, hate is not the opposite of love, it's indifference, and I think that we can kind of apply this in a different way here. If I care enough to be worried about it, to kind of be a little tormented about it, like, am I sincere enough? Do I have faith in Christ? Is my intent real enough? If I'm worried about it, that's a pretty good indicator that I'm on at least the right track and that there is some of that there. That's pretty good proof. So I'm going to go ahead and check those boxes. My heart is sincere. My intent is real and I do have faith in Christ. We can have a deep and abiding testimony in the Book of Mormon. We can continue to increase our faith in Christ. And how? We are told here to ask God, your eternal Father, in the name of Christ, and he will manifest it by the power of the Holy Ghost, whose power isn't just some pretend magic that we conjure up in our minds. It is real and perfect, And the most legitimate way to acquire knowledge. It will ring true in the deepest part of you, your spirit. That same spirit that rejected Satan and his plan. That same spirit that lived with God and shouted with joy when you heard that plan. That same spirit that was determined to come to earth and do everything that you could to return. The spirit that aches. When we drift far from him, and is full of pure joy when he is close. Let's continue on with our song. Led by the light of faith serenely beaming, with glowing hearts by his cradle we'll stand. O'er the world a star is sweetly gleaming, here come the wise men from Orient land. The king of kings lay thus in lowly manger. In all our trials, born to be our friend. He knows our need. Our weakness is no stranger. Behold your king, and before him lowly bend. So Moroni says in verse 22, And if ye have no hope, ye must needs be in despair, and despair cometh because of iniquity. And Christ truly said unto our fathers, If ye have faith, ye can do all things which are expedient unto me. He knows our needs. He knows everything that he has asked us to do and how we can accomplish it. He knows our weaknesses. And yet, even though those things can feel insurmountable sometimes, Moroni tells us here that if we have hope, We don't need to be in despair because if we have faith, we can do all things, all things. Every weakness that you think will be your downfall, he can make you strong in those things. He can make it so that you can do everything he expects of you. Not some, not most, but Moroni tells us in here, all things, every single thing he requires of you. If you have faith, in Jesus of Nazareth, who was born in Bethlehem, who was born to be your friend in your trials, not after your trials, in your trials. Neil A. Maxwell said, Brethren, as you submit your wills to God, you are giving him the only thing you can actually give him that is really yours to give. Don't wait too long. So as we give him our will." and we have faith in him, we can do all things which are expedient unto him. He was born to be our friend. He knows what we need, and he is no stranger to our weakness. So have faith. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love, and his gospel is peace. Chain shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy and grateful chorus raise we. With all our hearts we praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Then ever, ever praise we. His power and glory evermore proclaim. Moroni says in verse 32, Yea, come unto Christ and be perfected in him and deny yourselves of all ungodliness And if ye shall deny yourselves of all ungodliness and love God with all your might, mind, and strength, then is his grace sufficient for you, that by his grace ye may be perfect in Christ. And if by the grace of God ye are perfect in Christ, ye can in no wise deny the power of God. What did Christ teach us? Feed my sheep. His entire life was dedicated to showing us how to love. When we love God with all our might, mind, and strength, we cannot do that and not love those around us. If we are truly fulfilling that command, there won't be any room in us for hate and anger. And through His grace, we may be perfect in Christ. Not perfect all by ourselves through our own efforts alone, but perfect in Christ. Isn't it cool? that it's all about love. I don't say it often. I think mostly just because I'm overlooking saying it, but the tagline to my show is for the love. And I made it that be the tagline because the whole gospel is centralized around his love for us, our love for each other, And the reason I'm even doing this, the reason I'm spending time each week to prepare this and to put this extra thing on my plate is because I love Him and I want to serve Him. And don't get me wrong, He has paid me back by far. That's one of the amazing things about the Lord is when we do things for Him, when we sacrifice our time and our efforts, we are immediately paid back for that in blessings. And I know that doing this podcast has greatly blessed my life. So like I was saying, the gospel is love. That is what it is. And when we love like him, I know for me, it's not a constant thing. I'm not perfect by any means at loving like him at all times, but when I do find those times in my life when I feel like I am feeling Christ-like love, when I am feeling pure charity, we can truly feel that that kind of love is no respecter of persons. In the song it says, Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. So when we say oppression, who is the true oppressor of the earth? It is Satan. And who are the true slaves on earth? And I'm not talking about those in terrible physical conditions that we would consider to be slaves. I'm talking about our brothers and sisters all around us, all around the world, who feel trapped by their decisions to break the commandments. The people around us who feel Their hope is slipping away because they're controlled by their addictions, mental or physical. Every single one of them, whether it's we feel that ourselves or it's someone we know, every single one of us or them is our brother or sister. We are all in this together. And when we think about the gathering of Israel and families being connected, we are quite literally all in this together. The slave is our brother. Every single one is equally important and loved, and every single one has a divine nature and destiny, and every single one is carefully in his hands. And it is our divine mandate to help those around us to see and understand who they are and the strength that can be added to them if they rely on the Savior and let God prevail. And first and foremost, make sure that you are there, that you are willing to let God prevail because that is your first and foremost divine mandate to give your heart over to him. In verse 33, it says, And again, if ye by the grace of God are perfect in Christ and deny not his power, then ye are sanctified in Christ by the grace of God through the shedding of the blood of Christ, which is in the covenant of the Father unto the remission of your sins, that ye become holy without spot. That's such a hopeful scripture. By the grace of God, ye are perfect in Christ and deny not his power. So if we get there, if we get to a point where we are using the atonement and relying on Christ and denying not that it is not through our own, own strength that we got there, but through him, we are sanctified in Christ by the grace of God, through the shedding of the blood of Christ, and we become holy without spot. And because of all of that, because of the beauty of that process, with all our hearts we praise His holy name. Christ is the Lord. Then ever, ever praise we. His power and glory evermore proclaim. I'd like to end with my testimony. I know that he was born, he lived and died for me and for you. I love him. I will spend my whole life serving him. I will spend my whole life testifying of him. I will spend my whole life doing my best to love him with my whole might, mind and strength so that I can leave this life being able to say with confidence that I am leaving to go home to him. I'm always inspired by the prophets and how they say goodbye to us in the scriptures. And I want to be able to leave the same way that they leave with confidence that they are going home. Moroni ends this amazing, incredible book that the Lord was so merciful to take such care to ensure that we have like this. And now I bid unto all farewell. I soon go to rest in the paradise of my God until my spirit and body shall again reunite and I am brought forth triumphant through the air to meet you before the pleasing bar of the great Jehovah, the eternal judge of both quick and dead. Amen. I'd like to say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to encourage you now to go listen to Oh Holy Night. If you have a favorite version, go listen to that. If you don't, I love David Archuleta's version, and I'll talk to you again next week.